Welcome to the Just a GP podcast. My name is Ashley Broomfield and I'm here with Beck Hoffman and Charlotte Hesby. Today we're going to be talking about how the RACGP is helping doctors in training during the COVID pandemic. But to begin with, let's start with the highlight of the week. I'm going to jump in with my highlight of the week being my practice manager and because I actually think in a past life she would have made an amazing bouncer. She has been absolutely on top of every patient that has walked into the door to check their travel history, to check whether they need to be in the practice, to check whether we could see them by phone instead. She's absolutely missed her calling in life and should have 100% been a bouncer. That's excellent, Beck. Well, I'll jump in with my highlight at that point and I think one of my highlights has been actually being able to get out and go for a run early in the morning and actually feel like life is still okay you know that there is this normality to see the beauty of the harbour the beautiful rising of the sun and just remembering that life is actually the same below the COVID-19. I totally agree with you, Charlotte. That's been one of my favourite things to note in the morning as well. But my highlight won't be that. My highlight is going to be that we had our first meeting of the working group that will be advising RACGP education services on how to best support GPs in training. And that includes not only AGP registrars, but our PEP trainees and practice eligible pathways and all the other training programs that are monitored by the RACGP and facilitated by the RACGP. We're going to be having weekly meetings and it's made up of a highly skilled group of people that is a mix of GPs and staff members. And so we, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the plan is for what our work was tonight. I'd like to find out why and then what. Yes, I guess the why came from a conversation that Genevieve Yates and I had. Genevieve, we've had on the podcast before and is now the acting manager for education in terms of pre-fellowship education. And I was talking to her about how when I had to be at home and having the screening done before I'm being allowed to go back into the practice because I had a respiratory illness, that I realised that it's probably going to be really isolating for health professionals not necessarily because we all have to socially distance, but because we're going to be seen by our friends and family and communities as high risk because we're in contact with patients. And it really dawned on me that this is going to be something that everybody will experience as a problem. So when Genevieve and I were talking, she had to think about it and then came back to me and said, you know, I really think this is going to impact on all GPs and in our space we can work on GPs in training and GPs in training are quite a vulnerable group because they're not independent contractors, they do have employment, we are in private practice so we're not limited by an award and there's variability in terms of supervision amongst the different programs and also location and different personal circumstances. So so a remit by the RACGP was given to us to form a working group of which I'll be leading and we've got some really exciting ideas coming up. So the first thing that we should cover is that as people might already know, the examinations have been postponed for our GPs in training and we've also had to postpone some of the entry exams for our PET participants and this is going to have a lot of on-flow impacts in relation to timing of training and timing of exams and 
impact of ability to study for exams. And we've also seen a lot of concerns come through for registrars about personal protective equipment and how the policies may impact on them and also the impact of telehealth on their services. Certainly in our practice, our GP trainees are a lot less busy than us well-established GPs and it's a lot harder for them to establish telehealth for their patients because they don't have as much of a following. So the first thing that we're doing is we want to make our communication really, really really clear we want our GP trainees to know exactly what we're doing how we're doing it and and what it is that we're doing to support them there's a web page on the RACGP COVID page which is specifically for doctors in training and that is going to be the portal for where all doctors in training can go to find out any information about how the pandemic affects them. So we're working on what content is going to go on that particular platform. And also we're hopeful that that will be a portal entry point where GPs in training can go to provide feedback, ask questions and let us know about any issues that we need to respond to. And we'll have a centralised way that we can get some of that data to inform what we do. And then the the second thing that we want to do is just recognise that GPs in training and obviously all of our GPs as well are not just doctors and not just doctors in training but also humans and we have probably lost a bit of that community that is around GP training where they have more supervision, face-to-face educational events, potentially regular contacts with medical educators or their supervisors which may be put to the side during this process while everybody's focusing on either COVID or managing their patients underlying COVID and sometimes training can be put to the side. And so we really want to focus on creating a community for our GPs in training and some resources to support that sort of community. And there's some really exciting ideas that we're hoping to have up, but I haven't discussed them with the group. That's the next week's meeting. So we, I won't, I won't share it yet, but I will continue to give updates on this platform because it's probably a really nice way for me to be able to share what we're doing. And we're hopeful that this is going to be something that we can do that's really positive for GPs in training during at a time that can be really disruptive. Given that it's not just the doctors in training who might be stressed at the moment, Though I absolutely acknowledge that the stress that they have is completely different from everybody else's because it's that added stress of how it affects what they're going to be doing career-wise and often their family stuff. What else might we be able to do, do you think, for just the GP population in general? Because I must say I've been very concerned that we need to make sure that everybody's looked after at the moment. I totally agree with you, Charlotte. And, look, I really think that... The good thing about this is that it shows the RSCGP is responsive and really supportive of GP wellbeing and in particular GPs in training wellbeing. And I think the cool thing about this group is that, you know, we have people involved amongst the college that aren't just involved in GPs in training and I'm hopeful that some of the work that comes out of this working group will be applicable to other GP populations amongst the RSCGP. And we do have people on the working group who do work in other areas of the RACGP and it may be that the other areas of the RACGP choose to take on some similar approaches and support for the rest of the GPs who are our members. 
But you've got to start with the stone in the pond and then see the ripple effect that it has. So at the moment, it sounds like we've got an awesome idea from some really great people who are enthusiastic. We've got a team of people working towards something that's going to happen in the next few weeks. What are the next steps? What happens from here? So we're actually having weekly meetings and so our actions and suggestions and what we're doing will be fed back to the COVID-19 response group and also there'll be some dissemination from the members to other networks. So we have people on the working group who are involved with RTOs, who are involved in the fellowship pathways, who are involved with the, the faculties and marketing and also the faculty of doctors in training So we have our weekly meetings that we give the feedback to the COVID-19 group and we'll be looking at immediate, short, medium and long-term strategies. You know, if we're looking at a a pandemic response that may last up to six months or longer, then it's going to be something that we're going to need to, to plan over a long period of time. So initially our first response was to make sure that our communication was really clear, that we're identifying the issues that are out there and starting to work towards them. And then over the long, the longer term period, we're hoping that we'll have some established programs and established resources and established programs, resources and innovative ways of connecting people that will last beyond COVID-19, hopefully. Perfect. I mean, I think that it's obviously going to be something that would be great for you to bring back because this will be something that, well, it's in formation now and it's about then what strategies you might do and maybe we can even call on our listeners to email with some ideas if they have any. Absolutely. And one of our immediate things was to figure out a way where people can give us that feedback directly. So that's a watch this space and it's part of what we're working on right now. So I'm going to take over and wrap us up and I'm going to take your tip of the week, Ash, as jumping onto the RECGP COVID doctors in training page. So if anyone has any questions specific about doctors in training and the COVID or COVID response, they can jump on there. And I agree, it's a great resource. I'm going to promote the RANSCOG. So the College of ONG have a COVID in pregnancy page and it's actually a really nice commonly asked evidence-based page for how to respond to your pregnant mums in all stages of pregnancy about if they have COVID, if they don't have COVID, if they're worried about it, just a nice evidence-based tidbits. And Charlotte, what's your tip of the week? My tip of the week is there's a beautiful brochure that Black Dog sent out by email today, which is tips for patients and people who are highly anxious during this time. And it's just a really nice double-sided piece of paper with really sensible advice about how to manage the high levels of anxiety that we know are going around for people who don't have anxiety in the first place, but are even worse if you do have anxiety or depression, to help manage it and just get through each day. So go to Black Dog and Google High Anxiety and I'm sure you'll get that document. Awesome tip. Thanks.